Welcome back to the SBS Sports Talk Show presented by the Sports Business Society at UVA. I'm Michael Rockless along with my co-host Mike Popper and as always our producer Will Harden. Today we're going to hit three segments as as well as some of our normal topics at the beginning and end. Make sure you listen to this at 1.5 times speed. Hit it. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Because we're tackling a third main segment today, we're going to go ahead and go right into the drop the mic. So, uh, Mike, you're going to start us off tonight. What do you got? Read option. We'll be back next week, guys. Don't worry. Uh, my drop the mic is another Steelers distraction. I mean, you can count them. They're unbelievable. That's this two year. in a row. That's two, two in a row. But Martavis Bryant has requested a trade, apparently. I mean, this dude gets suspended for a year. Was it more than that? It might have been more than that. Well, how long was uh, Martavis Bryant suspended? I thought it was more than that. It might have been more than that. He comes back, and six weeks into the season, he's done jack, first of all. He requests a freaking trade. Maybe that's why he's requesting a trade. He's like, I should be doing more than, as you so eloquently said, Jack, but I'm not doing it, so let me get on a different team. What team does he even want to go to, though? I, I don't know, but Will, you got it for us? Yes, it was a season-long suspension. Okay. Season, season-long suspension, and he didn't even get to play in any of preseason. I mean, it, it's his fault that he's that he's not playing well. It, I, I, I believe that if he had played for a year last year, had also played in the preseason, he'd have a little more chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger. And maybe he'd be putting up some numbers that he'd be satisfied with, but no. Yeah, a lot of people were... Well, fundamental attribution error. Wow, buzzword. A lot of people going into the season were like, this guy, Martavis Bryant, super talented, obviously. Mm-hmm. That, that, that Nothing that's happened recently changes that. But then you look at the Steelers team with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and, of course, Big Ben slinging the ball, and you're like, well, this guy's got to be the one guy who gets less attention, so he's the one that's going to be going off. But, you know, this year he's been extremely quiet to date. Antonio Brown's doing his thing. Big Ben maybe not playing so well. Um, and Le'Veon Bell has, has played well, uh, especially recently. But, no, I mean, it, you know, apparently he's been very upset. I think his girlfriend got involved. That's never a good thing. We saw Kaepernick have the same. I don't like it. You don't yeah, like whenever the girlfriends and the wives get involved, then it, it starts getting uh, kind of ugly. Um, but I don't know. Where, did, where do you think he could go? Where would he want to go? The Giants maybe seem like I mean, a logical. I don't know why he would want to go to the, like, He's not going to perform on the Giants. He's not going to perform any. I, I mean, mean I, I just don't think, like, I don't think he would want to, I don't think I would want to get traded from the from the Steelers, Steelers to yeah. the Giants. Um, but then again, I'm not Martavis Bryant. I don't think I would get suspended for a year. But um, I think he could go to the Bears, maybe. Okay, they could use they a, receiver. a wide receiver. He'd be a number one. Um, I, he just he's kind of confusing because is he really? He's like, not a number like, one he's receiver. Not really a number one. Kind of like a deep threat, maybe good as right, like a third option. I've never seen him as like a. He's. It's not like he's a one A one B with Antonio Brown. Not many people could be, but it's it's not even like he's a one A two A. No, like a, he's a pretty significant drop off, and I haven't seen anything. That could say that he wants that he could be a one number one wide yeah. receiver. Hence, maybe that's why he wants to trade. Still a little bit questionable. Uh, football, you don't see guys doing this super yeah. often. Um, also, tough week for his uh, cousin at Clemson. They lost at Syracuse. But I'm going to use that as a segue into my drop the mic. We we keep we have to talk about it. The uh, the UVA football Wahoos. Another week, another win. How about following the trend of my football teams, both them and the Eagles? Go win, loss, four-game win streak to respond to that week two loss. UVA football one win away, one win away from sniffing, from getting that bowl eligibility. How do we feel about this one, Mike? The smell is getting stronger. The smell of of a bowl game, sweet victory, 
and ranking. Ranking. Oh, we, man. We had 42 votes in the coaches' bowl. We were like... Uh, 42! If, if you look at the teams ahead of us, the ones around, we're like 29th in the AP poll. I mean, you got to think at this point, a win against Boston College at home, which is a very winnable game where I think we're touchdown favorites. I mean, we are knocking on the door of a ra- I mean, it's unfathomable. It's super exciting. The Who's are are balling out. They're ball. I mean, they're playing well. Uh, really close. It was nice to see them close the game with Jordan Ellis run the ball. Um, couple much- week- couple weeks in a row now. I know. We've kind it, of finished yeah. games that are close. It's nice because you know last year those are the games. Two years ago, those are the games we lose. You know, we're ahead. Um, we go in. We go into the fourth quarter ahead. You know, and we can't close the game and and eventually Lamar Jack Lamar Jackson coming yeah. back drives down or somebody does but it's nice to see a, a closure yeah I don't remember us being ahead maybe quite as often as you do I do remember those games I'm, gonna, I'm pretty much just talking they, about Notre Dame they, they do though, stick but. out but I mean it's really been just kind of you know we're a defensive team we're 2-0 in the ACC uh just playing what well, and, and it kind of has that feeling of and it's you know kind of where do you draw the line of what's a ranked team I think a ranked team is one that probably wins all the games they should win right, which and maybe wins a, a game or two that's a little tougher, like at Boise State. So at this point, you know, we, we win this week against Boston College. We play at Pitt the following week. We should win both those. We'll be 7-1 seven seven and one one. if we do that. That's a ranked team. That's a team. ranked team. Because and you don't want to go down this rabbit hole as having a conversation with someone else. Is like you go down and you're like, well, what if we just win here, win there? And, I mean, by the end of it, you're looking at, you know, optimistically like a 9-3, and 10-2. and two. Optimistically? Optimistically, we're in the college football playoffs. That's unrealistically optimistic. <laughs> yeah, but optimistically, you know, we, we win our next two, so we're at 7-1, and one, and then we split our last four, which is Georgia Tech at home, at Louisville, at Miami, and then home against Virginia right. Tech. 9-3, and three, like, you're an ACC team, you know, you played some of those good teams in the ACC. Like, that's a real bowl game you're going to get. Oh, yeah, for sure. And a ranking. Yeah, I mean, so right now, the only two teams that we would have to jump um, and had us were are Kentucky and Memphis. Uh, and we probably need somebody within the top 18 to fall out, would be my guess. Yeah, that's in the coach's poll. I, the AP poll is kind of the, AP the, the barometer true. that I'm setting for us. We probably need the next two weeks to go our way for us to win and then the teams ahead of us to drop. Right. Um, at least, you know, the teams that could feasibly drop below us. But overall, very exciting uh, for the Who's. you gotta you got to love what Bronco and Kurt Benkert and, and company have been doing. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, so now we're going to go into uh, MLB playoff talk here. We're a couple weeks into the season, into the postseason. Um, we we're recording this on Tuesday night, so as we record this, the Yankees just tied up the Astros. Unfortunately. Yeah, and the uh, Dodgers are about to get squared away for Game 3 in Wrigley against the Cubs. The Dodgers lead 2-0. Yeah. Um, Mike, you're going to kind of facilitate this discussion. Um, I don't know. Is there any anything that you want to talk about uh, about the playoffs that you've seen? Maybe your thoughts on it so far. Um, I'd like to just comment on how I'm one and zero in my predictions. You made no um, predictions. I, I don't I know pre- where I this is coming from. I predicted the Cubs would beat the Nationals. Tragic. In game five. Yeah, we should probably um, bring I that think up. That, that's kind of what I want to talk about yeah. most. And Mike, you know, as a DC native, it's just consistent stabs to the heart. It feels like. For, for you guys in the postseason, whether whatever it, whatever sport you want it to be. Um, how does it feel? I mean, I know you're, they're not your number one team. Yeah. You can maybe talk about how your brother felt. Yeah, they're not my number one team, um, but I do I do take some ownership with them. I do like the Nationals, um, obviously, and my drop the mic last week was me pleading for them to get the Game 5 win. Uh, we all know how that went. It went exactly how it was expected. Um, just a heartbreaking finish, choke job, however you want to frame it. Um, I don't really think I brought it up with my brother. I think it was one of those things where, like, 
you know, I think he was devastated. No words needed to be said. Uh, all the Nationals fans that I follow on Twitter were just all, like, very accepting, like, yep, D.C. sports. Uh, pretty hard, hard way to go. And, and they're just one of those teams, you know, as we talk about the postseason in review, and I've been saying this, you know, the first couple weeks is that they are so talented and they are such on the level of at least, a, you know, an LCS or a World right. Series. And just for them to have failed four times in a row and it be painfully close, uh, at least three out of those four times is really, really tough to swallow. But again, you got to credit the Cubs. I mean, I feel like every year the Nationals lose, you're you're as much crediting the other team as, yeah. as much as you are blaming the Nationals for losing. Um, so it's just one of those times. And uh, you know, now we'll get into this with the NBA preview. We're recording this. Gordon Hayward has just gotten injured for what we the worst injury I've well, seen. Well, we in a presumes while. a bad injury, so maybe the Wizards can break the streak. And as always, it should be the Caps year. So. So we'll see. The it's Redskins always, are the one the team. Caps year. Yeah, the Redskins are the one team we don't want to, or at least I don't want to see succeed um, as a DC guy. But but no, it was tough, and um, you know, props to the Cubs. They're struggling now, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see if uh, if any of these other series can get can get close. So let's let's talk about the LCSs. Um, currently, you know, Astros Yankees just got tied up. Yeah. So as um, we as this comes out, uh, it'll be three two one way or the other. Game five in New York on uh, Wednesday night. Okay. So. I mean, the Yankees are, are arguably a couple base running, a couple, you know, errors away from being up 3-1 maybe. Yeah. Danny Sanchez catches that ball. Yeah, I wouldn't frame it that way. I think the Astros were the better team at home. But, yeah, I mean, that game could have gone into extra innings, and from there, who knows. Uh, but that's become an extremely interesting series. We'll, we'll have to see what happens in Game 5. My only prediction can be that uh, I believe Keiko's pitching on uh, – you know, in Game Five, well, you can confirm that for me. But they've never been able to hit him. Uh, wild card game a couple years ago, and then Game One this year, they struggled. So you gotta like the Astros to go up three two. And if you're up three two going into those final two home games, then again, you just gotta like their odds. But you know what blew it for them tonight was the bullpen. So all these teams have really good bullpens, and uh, the Astros bullpen kind of blew it. The Yankees were able to shut it down. So props to them for knotting it up. Kind of improbable for them to be in this position. Are you looking at Cubs Dodgers? No, Keuchel is he pitching uh, yeah, uh, for tomorrow Ashley. for tomorrow night, tomorrow. Game Five? Yeah, okay. yeah. That's... I mean, so um, would yeah, you say that's... that would you say that the Astros have the worst bullpen out of the four teams remaining? So the Dodgers and Yankees certainly have absolute right. lockdown bullpens. Um, the Astros and Cubs kind of have good names in there. I would guess. I would just off my opinion. I would think that the Astros. They don't have as good of a back-end guy. Wade Davis is better than anyone on the Astros, but I think the Astros are maybe a little bit more solid. But again, those guys have blown blown the game tonight, so uh, they didn't fare too well last time. All right, well, you got an update? Yeah, so Keiko and Tanaka are slated. Or they're the probable that's a, starters that's a, those are big that's a, that's a, I think that is a rematch. If, me, if not game one, but it definitely was the uh, wild card game uh, when the Astros were last in it. I think it was 2015. But yeah, that's an interesting series. I mean, the Yankees are able to come out of that. I mean, who says they don't win the World Series? I think a Yankees-Dodgers World it. Series. I know, but that I mean, they're kind of that team right now. They kind of have the swag, the momentum. Their backs have been up against the wall in the wild card game and against the Indians, obviously, and now down 2-0, and they've kind of responded every time. So who would, I actually wouldn't hate a Dodgers-Yankees World Series for the for the history of it. I, I, I mean, I just hate the Yankees. I don't really care about the history. I don't really you know care for much about baseball. I just don't want to see the Yankees win. Um 
and, and so so give me what is your prediction? I'll make mine later because I mean because you're undefeated. I'm undefeated. So whatever so you say is the law it goes. Right. So I'll I'll let you make your your prediction first, and then we'll see what if it matches up to the guru. Yeah. So yeah, the Dodgers have not lost a playoff game as we record this. They very well could have swept the Cubs by the time this comes out, or they could be tied two two. We don't know. Um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers come out of the National League. Um, kind of an easy pick to make right there. Of course, I didn't pick them to win the first round series. And then I, I do think the Astros are going to kind of turn it around and win that. And then uh, you get those two teams. I, I, I'll take the Dodgers at this point. They're the safest bet to make the World Series, obviously. Um, so that's kind of my pick. They're looking really, really good. Uh, kind of like that midseason form they had, walking games off. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Okay, okay. So it seems like you've read my mind. But, um, Good. I'm going to say that the Astros lose Game 5. Wow. Um, game 6 rolls around. They win Game 6, Game 7 back-to-back. They ride that momentum into the World Series. They beat the Dodgers in five games. Wow. So you know how foolish you can sound if, you know, you will sound if the, if the Astros, they could win tomorrow night, but you are hedging on them winning the series overall. Yes. Or the Astros, yeah. So, okay, interesting. Um, we'll be following up with that. We'll probably have a little bit more normal of a review for this next week when we're not doing this two days in advance. Um, but that's kind of where we're at with that. All right, we're going to jump into our normal favorite sport recap. Good week for me. Um, I feel like I've just been saying that every single week when it comes to the NFL. Um, Mike, we you have a main takeaway. I know you, We know what mine's going to be, so why don't you just kind of differentiate um, and talk about something besides who the best team in the NFL is. Um, I would say that the Atlanta Falcons are, are troubling. And that goes right into what I'm going to say. I, I agree. I, I mean, it, it, it is, they looked bad in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the proverbial Super Bowl hangover. I don't know if it's Matt Ryan just had an anomaly of a year, but he's not playing well. They don't seem to be able to close games and they're just, they're, frankly, poop in the bed against teams that they should be slaughtering. Yeah, that's two home losses in a row, one of which coming off of a bye week. Right. And this past week was what I'm talking about with the Dolphins, where they were winning 17-0, um, I think at halftime, but 17 nothing at some point in the game. And to lose that at home to Jay Culler is extremely frightening. You know, the interesting thing, you mentioned about Matt Ryan, and they obviously had Kyle Shanahan as the uh, offensive coordinator there last year. I had always been Matt Ryan is a – B quarterback, can't win the Super Bowl with someone like him unless the rest of the team is elite Mm -hmm. until last year where he, you know, MVP dazzled. And now, you know, you say that, I'm I'm almost coming back to my original Matt Ryan stance. He's just completely fallen off the cliff. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, is it him? Is it the team? Is it Super Bowl hangover? What is it? I have no idea, but it's, I mean, I don't know if it's maybe they've gotten away from targeting Julio Jones. He's, He's had a bad year. Uh, I don't know if maybe Julio Sanu were injured for a couple weeks. Maybe that they haven't been, you know, fully healthy. Um, they were supposed to be better. They were supposed. To, I mean, their defense was supposed to have gotten better. Their O line hadn't lose. Their their O line is good. You know, they hadn't lost any pieces on offense. Is it like? Is it Kyle Shanahan? And that would be. That's kind of the uh, the variable that's changed. And you know, you know, it's kind of hard to play these kinds of games, but. At the Bears, very easily could have lost in the Lions game. You could argue they should have lost. I mean, this right. team is two plays away, and I know this isn't the most fair evaluation, but they're two games away from being one and four. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, their losses have been close losses too, so a break here, a break there. Maybe they're 5-0, and oh, but crazy. I mean, you got to think that Super Bowl is affecting them. Oh, I think it has to be. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan came out released that commercial, uh, the Gatorade commercial, about just moving past. Um, but it doesn't just happen, you know. It's that is something that a player will never forget. No, 
And I would not be surprised if, you know, it's just carrying in the back of his head. And and maybe it's the reason that they can't they can't they can't finish games. But oh, let's go on to the Eagles. What do you think? Uh, I, mean, I, I know what you think. It's so. it's hard to find an Eagles fan that is not just out of their mind excited about this football team. There is really nothing in the NFL. There's no argument right now, uh, you know, that says that you that you can call me crazy for saying the Eagles are in the best position in the NFC. I mean, that's how great of a season it's been. Carson Wentz, maybe he is a top five quarterback. I don't know. You know, Mike, um, let me ask you, give you a little quiz question. Who is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP in the National Football League going into this week? You know, I don't think you'd be asking me this question, but I'm going to rebut and say that, you know, odds aren't everything. But but who's the odds-on favorite? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the favorite to win MVP. The Eagles' defense is playing exactly how I said it would be playing. Uh, you know, they were underrated going into the season. Anyone who knows the Eagles in football would have known that. Uh, they don't even have their number one corner right now. And really, their, their third-string slot corner is the number one on pro football focus, Patrick Robinson. Shout-out to you, Patty Rob. Uh, but overall, I mean, this team, just it's been unbelievable. Nelson Aguilar all of a sudden is, is looking like a star-wide receiver. I mean, as the third option out there, they lose Sproles. They don't miss a beat. Uh, Peter Dougie P's calling games. You know he takes the two points um, after they got the one the one yard that they got on penalty for the for the Panthers. There's a whole other story. They took the the extra point there and they got it. I mean, really just unbelievable performance from them. You gotta love their slate too. The, the next three weeks, home against the Redskins, coming off a long week, home against the Niners, home against Denver, who looked bad. Who eight and one? I mean, please give it to me. All right, they will not be eight and one by the end of this week. By the end of three weeks, I would put money on that. Um, I think that the Redskins are a better team than than your. Than your I think the Redskins are good. For. I think the Redskins. I think are good. The, the, the Broncos just had. I a mean, sh- the Redskins. Uh, the Broncos had a bad game. But the Redskins. I mean, hold on, hold on. The Redskins just won at home off a of bye week by two points against half of Brian Hoyer and half of what's the guy's first name? C.J. Bether. C.J. Bether. Bether. Yeah. I mean, okay. and, tell me. And, and now I mean, here's the thing about the Redskins. But, but Mike, that's that's me saying the same thing that the Eagles. You know, won by four points against or three points against the zero uh, and three Giants team. Yeah, but we were four points against the. But we were hurt. But, okay, but we were hurt, and the Niners so are, are the worse Niners. than both those so, teams. So are, the, so are the Skins. No, no, but what I'm saying is like we were hurt in the Giants game. That's why they came back. It's a whole. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I mean, now the now looking in specifically for this week for the Redskins is Josh Norman is questionable. Bashad Breland's questionable. Their kicker's out. Will had some info on the new kicker they have, who's apparently awful. Mm. He misses a kick, loses them the game. I won't be crying. Jonathan Allen's out for three to four weeks. I mean, how do the Eagles not, especially if those corners are out, how do the Eagles not win this game? They're definitely going to win the game. Okay. They're definitely going to win okay. if those I mean, guys this, are all out. It's, I, it's, I, it's hard, it's hard to, to argue we, it with somebody who's as blinded by fandom as you can be sometimes. But so have I, I been right, though? Literally I, the whole season. Have I, I been right? You, ha- you have been right. I've yes. been Okay, thank but you. But yeah. it doesn't mean that it's... That it, that you're going to be right for the next three weeks, and I would be very surprised if they they are not an eight and one team. I, so. I think I think with the home games, the Eagles eight and two in their last ten at the link. Uh, I I really don't think the Reds the Redskins banged up, and I really don't. And I've been saying this. I don't think Denver, especially on the road, is really that great of a team. I really like our odds to be eight and one at the very worst, seven and two. With with Atlanta sputtering, with Green Bay, obviously we'll get into them uh, right after this. Green Bay is is kind of out of it now, and then you're looking at maybe Seattle, maybe the Rams, maybe the Redskins, or Cal- you know, it just looks like the Eagles are are really in pole position for a buy. 
which is is beautiful. I mean, second year of Carson Wentz, loaded team, um, really good progression there. So can't can't be uh, can't complain if you're an Eagles fan. That's the bottom line. I'm very happy. Uh, we'll be following them on their on their path to Minnesota uh, for the Super Bowl. All right, so let's get into that guy, the, the best quarter, most talented, best quarterback of all time. Hits the other collarbone is broken, second collarbone injury of his career. This one on the throwing shoulder. How devastating of an injury is that? I mean, I think that's their season. Yeah, even if he comes, think, even if he's healthy at the end of the season, I, it's going to be too little, too late. They, I don't think that they will. They will survive until then. Uh, I, I, Brett Hundley just won't do it. You know? Brett, Brett, quarterback for the Packers, but it's not the right. It's not Brett. the right Brett. You know, maybe that maybe they go out. They steal. They steal Jim Nance. Jim Nance's partner from him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's just that team is so reliant on how good Aaron Rodgers being able to. Break the pocket, you know. Be mobile, make accurate throws, direct the game. You know they don't have much of a running game. All of their offense comes from him, and Brett Hundley just you no know, nobody really can replace him, but especially not Brett Hundley. And and their defense isn't something that's going to be able to take over games. So I'm I'm worried about I'm I, I would be very worried if I was a Packers fan, and I think most are. Yeah, it's it's just a devastating injury. I you know. You can always talk about most valuable player and kind of who wins that award is not really a uh, the best way to gauge who really is the most valuable player. Aaron Rodgers is the single player in the NFL where take him off the team he's on and you will get the single biggest drop off. Uh, you know, factoring in the backup options and really just how he how he plays, absolutely devastating. They were looking, you know, they were four and one. You know, they've gotten off to slow starts recently. They were looking like, and that was my Super Bowl pick in the All Two Sixty Seven. They were looking like uh, this could have been, you know, their year, him getting his his chance at a second ring. But uh, tough, tough break there. Um, you hate to see it happen. I mean, for the Eagles, you know, it helps them. But I, I like Aaron Rodgers. You don't like to see it. Yeah. Uh, let's go into some of these other interesting games. Uh, I think a really interesting one, as I've been I've been saying for a, well, there's a couple of them that I've been hitting on, and uh, I think I nailed it. Raiders lose, so Derek Carr goes down. That's a home game against. The Chargers, who you just bashed because they lost to the Eagles, apparently. Um, you're I'm not bashing. I wasn't bashing the Chargers. I'm just saying you can't you can't say that a, a loss to a, a bad a good bad team by two points. They're is also a bad not game. a bad team. They're all, I think the Chargers but, but, are a good. I mean, team. the San Francisco 49ers by your favorite point metric are minus 33. That's not bad. The Cardinals are are three and three. They're minus 39. So the San Fran is not a bad team, so you can't call over a loss by two points and then by a bad mar- a bad loss if you're going to go by point point differential. Fair, but that, fair. That that is neither here nor there. So I think that um, I I am surprised by the regression of Derek Carr. Um, Mari Cooper's not giving him anything. Mari Cooper is is just he's a nobody. M- Michael Crabtree is the true number one on that. Is team. Nelson Aguilar like this? Is the point? No, where- no. I, I I mean one, one, production. This one year does not does not make it a, a better wide receiver. I'm, I I'm take, aboard I'm, the Nelson Aguilar train. I, I have you're to aboard say. Every, the train on everybody. I mean, because so, we're an elite team. How can but, you not be? Okay, um, but uh, it's it's surprising, really. Um, you know, Navarro Bowman goes there. Maybe he can maybe he can fix up the defense. Um, uh, but you got to be worried with with the Chiefs front running. Um, the only the only thing that is a saving grace is that the, the wild card is going to be interesting in the AFC. Oh, it's going to be tight. You got a lot of teams. No one's really a separating. lot of teams hovering around yeah. three and three. Yeah, that whole AFC South, except for the Colts, who gets. I mean, if they had won that game on Monday, you know, they could have been really in the thick of things because yeah. Luck's within a couple weeks of coming back, right. and they would have been right up in there and uh, tied. But 
But no, I mean, the AFC is just kind of a mishmash of mediocrity right now. Even the elite teams, you know, maybe the Chiefs are definitely separated and the Patriots are obviously going to be there. They're not playing well, the Patriots. Right. Um, and the Steelers are extremely fickle. I mean, they had the big win this week, but, but you the, never know. The big loss last week. Right, you never know what you're going to get with them. And then going back to uh, just a big thing for me is that that guy, Deshaun Watson, looks pretty good. Looks pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I'm a fan. He's. Uh, I think the Texans are going to be the ones to emerge from that division, even I'm with still the injuries. Take the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. Who knows? I. I'm kind of out. I. This is what I said. Um, I think last week or the week before is that by the end of this year, you know, the Wences and Dax of the world are going to eclipse the Mariotas and Cars. Mariota and played Winston's. well. Hey, yeah, without I, a leg too. I mean, he's on a half leg. a leg, and he played well. He ended up with over three hundred yards. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would expect him to play well, but I mean, he turned it on in the fourth quarter, which is what mattered. Yeah. Um, but but why don't we transition into maybe the most surprising win of of the week? New York Football Giants. Not my New York Football Giants. We're back in the playoff hunt. Eleven and five. On the Eli table. Manning will bring us to the promised land. You know, twenty fifteen. You know who started one and five? Oh and five. Oh, oh no, oh, one and five. They're one and five. Who's probably started? not a team that won anything of significance. The and Chiefs. Like, oh you wow, know what they did. They, they lost. ran the table. Ten and zero. Oh. But they didn't win anything of significance. They I went to right. the playoffs. Okay. Once uh, once you're in the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, Andy, Re- Andy Reid, Ben McAdoo, a little different. They, there. they, they looked good. Um, ben McAdoo gave up play calling duties, which is what I've been calling for for a while now. Um, you know, Eli Manning played well. Evan Ingram, you got to be worried about him for the next couple, next next 10, 15 years. He, he looks like he's a high quality tight end. I'm just happy, you know, it's good to be on the win call. I'm good to get a victory Monday under my belt. Yeah, I understand. It's a long time coming for you guys. All right, we're going to go into some NBA predictions uh, for this year. Obviously, the big news um, that's probably going to take over opening night and opening week is this Gordon Hayward injury. Uh, we saw it right before we started recording this. You know, on the Paul George, uh, was the guy's name, Kevin Ware, level of just gruesome. Gruesome. Um, hate to see that, especially after, you know, the big signing. It was going to be, you know, he's going to be used super effectively back with Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge blow uh, to the Celtics. We're going to keep it a little bit on the lighter side here. Um, so let's just go into just some some predictions here. So uh, we got a couple listed here, and we'll just kind of go down down the line. All right, Mike. Do you have a surprise team for me this year? I think the Nets end up at the 7 or 8 seed in the East. That's my surprise team. I don't hate it. I think D'Angelo Russell could have a nice year. The other in the East is terrible. They're one of those teams that has no disincentive mm-hmm. uh, or no incentive to lose, I should right, say. Right, because they don't have their pick. They don't have their pick. It's with Cleveland now. Cleveland, you'd hate to see them lose. You know, get the, the yeah, next that would pick. Be, that would be sucky, but I, I, I believe that Cleveland will trade that pick away by the end yeah, of, of this year. Yeah, maybe if they think LeBron will stay, which he probably won't. But no, I, I don't hate that decision. I, the problem with the Nets, though, is they're just, like, extremely devoid of talent. Like, it's a... Just legitimately a terrible team. Now, maybe they're going to try and win. They played well at the end of last year. Um, but I think high expectations for them is, is going to be tough. You know, it's not it's not as bad as you think. You know, Jeremy Lin. It's pretty um, bad. Ronde Hall, like, Hollis-Jefferson, Timothy Mozgov, Alan Crabb. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. It's I mean, not it's, devoid it, of talent. I mean, it's bad. It, it, it is. Do they have Joe Harris, Will? Uh, I think he's still I mean, so if he's on the team. But, I mean, I, look, you've got to believe that they, that they can beat out the Pacers the Magic, the Hornets, uh, Bulls, the Hawks. Bulls, the Hawks. 
that those are teams that are just bad. Yeah, I, I mean, they're talent-wise. They're probably worse, but because they're going to be trying to win, maybe uh, they can get something done. Joe we'll Harris. Joe Harris. Yeah, Joe Harris still on the net, so I guess we're rooting for them. <laughs> Who do you got? Uh, so my surprise team, I got a couple. One of them on the periphery. One of them. Team, singular. Team, yeah. So I like the Timberwolves. A lot of people kind of like them. Uh, some people think that they're still going to struggle to kind of put it all together this year. Uh, I think that they're very easily the fifth best team in the Western Conference. I've kind of gotten pushed back on that I agree. from some other people. I love the talent on that team. Tibbs, second year, should be able to turn it around. And then a little bit more off of the cuff here. A lot of people also like them too, but just a fun team to watch is uh, the Denver Nuggets. I, I was expecting that. Yeah, former, former squad of mine back in the mellow, George Carl, Chauncey Billups, uh, even AI days. Uh, but I really like the team they have there. Nikola Jokic is like legitimately a top 15 to 20 player in the league. Paul Millsap's on Millsap's kind of the new veteran to tie together. They just extended Gary, Gary Harris. Harris. Jamal Murray looks like a good young they, player. They've got a lot of talent. Mason Plumlee's out there. So I like the Nuggets they to just definitely. Signed Richard Jefferson for that yeah. vet presence. Yeah, I, I really like the Nuggets to be uh, kind of like that fun team that's ready to take the, that'll be ready to take the next step uh, going into next year. Give me your MVP for the year. MVP for the year. So all the guys that you would usually think, they all seem to have a superstar teammate, You know, whether it be a James Harden with Chris Paul, Westbrook with Paul George, uh, Curry and Durant. Uh, Kawhi's kind of the guy on the island there, but uh, but he's injured right now. I, I hate to say LeBron James. I, Let's go! LeBron, I, Let's go! A lot of people have been kind of guessing that this will be LeBron's like last real go in terms of like putting effort into winning the MVP because he obviously doesn't need to do that. Right. But, you know, that's a team they're going to be without IT for a lot of the season. Um, and Kevin Love is, and D-Rose, all the, Wade, all those guys are far from primary options. So to keep them afloat, LeBron might be putting up some really incredible stats. Uh, so I like him. Also hard to sleep on some of these other, like Giannis is a guy I really like. Mm-hmm. Um as a chance. And then, you know, got to give my guy a shout out, John Wall. Maybe. Uh, Why no, not? No. Why not, John Wall? I just, I don't see they win 50 games. The They're now the number two seed because the Celtics are, are injured. I mean, why not, John Wall? So, so, so as much as I would want to say LeBron James, I believe he's not going to play enough. That's a to, concern. To That's a concern. I, I, and, 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 and if that happens, you know, just looking at the, the landscape of the, of the NBA, I, I've got to go with Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I think that he's got too much talent on both sides of the ball i think voters are going to realize you know how defensively good he is and and i think that he's gonna he's gonna develop that offensive game to the point where it's okay to vote him mvp and i think i think he'll get it okay that's fair that's definitely a team that's going to need someone to uh to push them i i do want to hit on this real quick rookie of the year I mean, it's it's unfair to call him a rookie. So there's three there's three guys. Oh yeah, there's four guys. There's three guys. Yeah, I know where you're going. It's with unfair this. to call him a rookie, but can, can, is there any situation where Ben Simmons, even though he can't shoot, doesn't win the, the rookie of the year? Uh, how about that guy in in Laker Town, Lonzo Ball? No, that's my. Opinion. He's not good enough. He's, uh, he's gonna be he's, a bust in the NBA. Easily, that's not true. Easily good enough. I like Lonzo. Kind of a sick player. People are gonna fall in love with his game. I think he wins. It's right. not going to be Markov Fultz because he's coming off the bench. Yeah, is he really coming off yeah. the bench? Wow. Okay, yeah, I wasn't going to put my money with him either. Jason Tatum, that's kind of a loaded team too. I, he, he looked bad. Lonzo, Lonzo and Ben Simmons are going to be the guys given the opportunities, I mean, which is what you it, need It ultimately. seems to be a Sixers formula. Draft, let them be injured, let them come in their second or third year and win rookie of the year. Except it's, Malcolm sniped it from Embiid. I know. It's a cheap formula. Yeah. Who do you got in the finals? So, I mean, this is I, right. we're, we're not even going to – I don't even want to talk right, about so, the finals. So, so. We all know we're both going to have the Warriors right. beating the Cavaliers, as well. Every, and this is my gripe with the NBA, by the way. 
is that we can sit here very confidently in you know October, the middle of October, and I can tell you with like at least 75% confidence, especially if you were to say, I, I know the future of injuries, with high confidence. I know who's playing in and winning the finals. So let's kind of pivot this, spin it. Uh, why won't? either the Cavs or the Warriors be in the NBA Finals, and you can't use injuries. You can't cop okay. out with injuries. Okay, so so the reason – the Cavs is going to be a lot tougher choice. Uh, especially with Gordon Especially Hayward with Gordon Hayward being out. Um, I believe the, the Cavs won't be in the Finals if John Wall John and Wall. Bradley Beal play both of their potential down the stretch, and they make it to that Eastern Conference Finals. They, they can match up. Um, you know – they they both come out play at an MVP level. They, they they could beat somehow in a in a w- really crazy world. A game seven, they could eke it out. But I mean, then again, yeah, it's DC sports. No, that that's that's crazy. You know, the thing is about those playoff rosters, and the Wizards kind of had the benefit of this last year. Is it does tighten up, and they're not a deep team whatsoever. But if you had Wall and Beal out there, and by the way, get just stamp this. If healthy, Bradley Beal is a bona fide guaranteed all-star this year. John Wall is already solidified. Not hard, in the, not hard in the East. Not hard, but still, he's that caliber of player. I mean, he's an elite two-way player. Um, you know, when you factor in how he just he can defend, and he's a great offensive player, obviously. Um, I kind of like that. I think right now, you know, I'm biased, but I think the Wizards might present that opportunity. Let me give you the Wizards scenario that really makes things interesting. I don't know exactly how you get it done, but you trade some combination of picks, Gortat, specifically Otto and Ubre. Mm-hmm. And you bring in that that project, uh, Demarcus Cousins, the guy that who's make, that that makes it happen. That that, that that gives you the talent level with Wall, who's boys with Boogie and Beal out back there. Back to the Kentucky days. Back to the Kentucky days. I, that's the scenario where the Wizards can compete on a talent level. Um, I still other, don't think they would. Win otherwise, that situation, but uh, you don't. No, probably not. But that's how. And, and then the other, I don't see the Celtics with Gordon Hayward no, out. With Gordon Hayward out, he's not. They're, they're not going to be in a. We had a diff- we would have had a different conversation. I mean, right. It would have been three, the, two hours ago. The Kyrie Gordon Hayward duo just dominated. Brad Stevens they play out really coaching, well. Yeah. Brad Stevens develops a system, but you know that kind of all thrown out the window. So, so, so in the West, in the I, West, I would say my my team is OKC. That not not Houston. Yeah, that's gonna be mine. you, you got to think maybe they figure Paul George, elite wing defender. Maybe you can get Melo to play some defense. Melo will be really good as the Olympic Melo third option, and then you have Russell Westbrook, who's you know going to be going crazy out there against KD. That's kind of the only hope um, that that I would have. So, so, so here's what I say: if if you know they match up. Decently well. Roberson can play, Roberson, but he's such he's a one. Roberson, Stephen Adams matches. It doesn't up matter, well. right? So Stephen Adams plays the center. He plays pretty good defense. Great right? defense. Yeah. He's, he's a big guy. Zaza, but truth, I don't know if they can play Zaza in that game in yeah. that in that situation because Stephen Adams is offensively capable. Paul George is big enough, long enough to be able to play KD. You know, with a decent chance of of slowing him down to the level of not being you know top two on the planet. Yeah. And what well, about Melo and Draymond? That's Melo and Draymond. There. You know, I, I, Melo just is an offensive machine. And, and you don't really got to worry about Draymond on the offensive end. Um, Roberson's able to, to guard Is Clay. Roberson the fifth guy? Roberson, don't, they have a, don't they have a fifth starter at shooting guard? No, Roberson's the starter. Yikes. Um, offense, but they're not going to need they, the, the Warriors, No, but the they're Warriors not gonna are not going to let a team with Roberson, who's it's literally four-on-five basketball on the offense. They're not going to let that, that beat them. They're an elite defensive team. Yeah, but... but That's not how. They got to get a shooting how, guard. How is it going to work out with... If they're gonna leave Roberson, they're gonna leave him wide open, you right? Can't, but, you can't make it. Yeah, but so they're gonna. It's hard. Yeah, you literally to, but, can't. But, make but, it. but the problem is, is that they've got. They're still gonna be one of 
Carmelo, Westbrook, and George, not Dublin. Yeah, they they need a shooting guard, but I agree. And then Westbrook Curry, I think they Westbrook could feasibly Curry. win that matchup. I mean, in, in yeah. an ideal world. I mean, in an ideal, we're talking how do the Warriors not make right. it? It's so going to require I, basically it requires OKC gelling to the point where they're not they're not you know cl- being ridiculous about ball. Who's got the ball? Which could be a problem with with Mello, George, and Westbrook. They figure that out. They play really solid defense, and the offense is able to handle the the load that is Andre Robertson. Yeah, I. They're going to need a lot. I mean, both those teams, right. Wizards, it, Thunder, are kind of the teams we're picking out, are going to need a lot of chips to fall um, into place. All right, that'll do it for our NBA predictions. We'll definitely be keeping up with the NBA season relatively closely, pretty closely, um, as it continues on, obviously, just starting this week. So we're going to wrap up our show with our all-267 recap. I went 6-8 and eight on the week, as did Mike. He is four games ahead of me on the season. Um, so just kind of looking out, week seven, um, you have a big mistake for me, I see. Oh, this Man, is, I actually don't hate it. Another, you know, not great pick. I mean, let's let's just all rest in peace. My pick last week that was just awful. The Browns. Had I don't know. No I don't chance. know what I was thinking, but I have the Bears at home beating the Carolina Panthers. You know, I actually don't hate that. I think the Bears are kind of sneaky good. It's clearly your worst pick, kind of surveying the landscape there. But I mean, they Bears beat Baltimore on the road. They played Atlanta tough. They beat the Steelers. At home, I mean, the Bears aren't a terrible team. And Carolina is very Carolina up and down. Carolina is iffy, but I just I don't see that. Yeah, happening. I mean, that's not a – if you were to pick that game this week, you obviously wouldn't pick right. the Bears. But right. I don't think that's the end of the world. Likewise, with my pick, I don't think it's the end of the world. I might get ridiculed for this. I have the Giants beating the Seahawks. Kind of a just a silly decision from someone who doesn't like the Giants as much as I do. But that being said – you know, the Giants obviously underperformed. I, Giants at home. Happen. Giants, I, this is what I said going into last week. I picked him against the spread. It was like 12 points. So it was a slam Easy dunk. Slam bit. dunk. I said it was about time, and I've been following the Giants for, you know, five weeks. It was about time the Giants played better than they were supposed to play. Odell Beckham, a little Ewing theory there, uh, if you're unfamiliar. When the best player leaves, the team somehow miraculously gets better. Leave you guys to think about why that may be with a player like Odell. Um, but who knows? I mean, they won without Odell. And now they're coming home. I'm not going to say that. The, the Seahawks um, have not been good uh, on the road. The Giants have some semblance of a pass rush. It, 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 it matches up pretty decently, that O-line. Um, I'm giving the Giants a chance. I don't I, love I, the pick, but I'm giving them a chance no, for hey, sure. You know what? If we win this, you got to be excited as a Giants fan. You know, excited for what? To go seven excited, excited to maybe smell the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But that's kind of where I'm thinking. Uh, and this is kind of funny. The two... Two best games of the week. The primetime games are all the good games this week. You have Kansas City at Oakland, which is kind of an interesting one. Uh, Atlanta, New England, which look like it would be the two best teams in the NFL. Really not, not the case. And then the Monday night game, big time, uh, Redskins at Eagles. Which, that'll be, that'll that, be good those, for the NFC. That is really, I would say, the second best games in terms of quality of teams. I would give the Eagles and Redskins the nod over the Raiders and Chiefs right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with As that. As a collective I think, combined I think unit. That team, that game is really, really, really going to set the tone for the back half of the season in the NFC East. I agree. If the Eagles win, I think it's basically locked up. If they lose, lose, it's tight. And now, now, you know, because they're only a half game up on the Redskins, so there's really nothing, you know, that becomes close again. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back with you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We like sports and we don't care who knows. I'm shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf.